Hi everyone, welcome to IYWN Decision Lab Podcast 3. We have with us today a very interesting uh, youth leadership from the grassroots. He is a young dynamic uh, farmer as well as um, an engineer, trained as an engineer. Uh, Nimal, uh, it's very nice to have you with us. Um, we are interested in knowing a little bit about uh, uh, your background what you studied and then what made you uh, what were you doing before coming back to your hometown and what made you come back uh, i did engineering in electronics and communication <coughs> after that uh, i worked uh, for four years in pune sensor and after that i was in uae uh, i worked there for a bank uh, in software background uh, during uh, October 2018, I came here for vacations. That time, my place got affected by this uh, Gaja cyclone. So uh, I thought of staying back here and uh, for a for a break, uh, for taking a break. And uh, I, I thought of working here uh, in relief works. At first, uh, I was not able to resign and all. Uh, but after uh, getting to know the uh, impact of that cyclone. I thought uh, someone has to be here to, to, to take care of this stuff and to make a place a better place. So I decided and uh, I, I thought uh, and I resigned the day itself. So from that uh, time we started working on this relief works and rehabilitation works. Right. I think that's very courageous to take that turn uh, from a very comfortable job and come back and um, start from scratch. Uh, in resolving, in trying to resolve the solution. Uh, Nimal, can you uh, tell us, um, so for us in Indian Youth Water Network, our goal uh, is to be solution oriented and have a growth mindset. Um, so you also saw a problem and then in your own capacity with your own skill sets, you try to provide a solution. Uh, can you tell us how your training as an engineer or your education helped you in in coming up with the solution whether it was a, setting up a crowdsourced funding or any of the thing that you did after coming here and what were they actually uh, i know something about uh, social media platforms uh, how to use social media platforms in a proper way so i I used uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, WhatsApp and Instagram uh, to create awareness among people. So uh, we created some hashtag right, uh, like uh, bounce back delta, delta sapling challenge, something right. like that. So through these hashtags people get to know what's happening and what's the issue. So from there everything started and uh, we started uh, creating a team all over the state. Uh, so. Uh, from there the spark came and uh, all these works got connected and uh, we started creating a team and uh, so far we have reached about uh, four districts in Kaveri Delta, eight taluks and uh, 58 places. So without uh, the technology and social media this, this won't be possible. What role do you think social media played in your campaign uh, as a young leadership in this area? Because before you, the leadership is a little bit old and our generation uses social media more. So, social in Facebook and uh, Twitter, we used to update uh, 
day on a daily basis right from day one to day uh, in we used to update like how the work started how the work is going on and what wa- what happened after the waters water came in and uh, what are all the impacts that that, that uh, work has done to the society so uh, uh, some people started following these uh, hashtags and stuff so uh, so they got to know that uh, like these people are doing something and uh, moreover we used to uh, Uh, update all our financial situations also like uh, whomever is giving us funds we will be updating and we will be updating uh, daily expenses with bills and everything on social media platform this made people to realize that uh, see these people are trustworthy and we can trust them so from there uh, the trust came in and uh, we got many helps uh, and uh, the more trust people got on us the more work we are doing right right yeah that that sounds quite interesting to me uh nimal then a follow up question would be you as a as a youth right now uh how did you see the gaja cyclone as a disaster differently than um all of the people in your area because you were the one who came back uh, and you were the one who took the initiative so uh one thing is what made you take that initiative how did you what was the first step how did you start okay. and how did you see it differently from anybody else see the the biggest thing which made me to do all this stuff is all these years my native place is the one which gives everything means my mother earth is the one which gives everything so my mother earth is in trouble now who is there to take care of it or who is there to sort it out so that made me to think and then only i resigned so uh, if i think from that situation uh, everything happened after that or uh, like uh, full of positivity and uh, full of good vibes actually so whatever we are trying it it's uh, the results are uh, super super fantastic Uh, okay. see uh, b- because uh, during that time farmers have had the problem of uh, this uh, water scarcity so the ground water level at that time was about uh, 200 to 300 feet on an average but now right. it is less than 40 feet in some places it's less than 10 feet so this cyclone not only affected our place but it also created an awareness and it gave some seriousness to us like uh, we should take uh, we should Uh, take care of uh, i mean we, we should consider na- nature uh, very se- uh, very seriously and we should not take it for granted right so uh, and we have to be uh, careful and we we have to be uh, very cautious because we cannot uh, predict nature anything can happen at any time so we have to be very cautious on uh, on our steps and what has to be done and everything we have, we have to be very cautious so right. this made us to think and uh, people before cyclone people were using water like anything now they got to know the seriousness and they are using it in a proper way mm. and uh, yeah yeah so once you returned what was the first step that you did so here the challenges farmers were having is water scarcity as i said so i thought of uh, so we as a team thought of taking a, this uh, water management as our pilot project so we started desilting lakes we started desilting water channels and all 
so from there the spark started from the, um, uh, in some places agriculture didn't happen because of water scarcity after all these works we increase the water levels right so people are doing agriculture uh, like uh, before so right. it's good to see this yeah yeah how do these community owned initiatives or the initiatives that uh, spring up from the grassroots how do you see them uh, differently from say a uh, government uh, intervention see the uh, we, we we cannot depend on government for anything so some steps we have to take people should have their responsibility and people should take as their own responsibility to sort out some things if you depend on government uh, many things won't be possible here so we had to do something uh, that made us to realize that ground reality because uh, uh, every year we used to beg water from other governments but uh, they also give us water but we don't have any places to store water uh, we directly send the water to sea or ocean so these things should happen here uh, means we we should have water bodies to store water so that for that we cannot depend on government because uh, uh, government cannot handle uh, take care of each and every places so they, they they might have some challenges and they might take some, some very few places or many places but there are some exception ex- uh, other places which uh, which has to be done by volunteers or some some right. farmers so we took us an um, challenge we took that as a challenge and we sort of uh, we deselected those lakes as a result we uh, we, we stored uh, some good number of water actually right right uh nimal what role do you think the youth can play uh, because you are a you are a, in that category yourself what role do you think young farmers can play uh, in uh creating such grassroots initiatives uh, all over the country actually see actually uh, we cannot change uh, things just like that uh, gradually we have to change everything and change should happen from our side i mean in self it should be happen so have to start something to see uh, the changes happen yeah. here yeah. so without uh, doing anything uh, we cannot expect anything yet uh, yeah so but but still like as a young uh, farmer i want to know your perspective like what how do you think we as collective youth can what role do we play in um, in you know creating such initiatives of course you had your uh, senior farmers here and all of your family members supporting your initiative but uh, since you were one of the leadership in this in this initiative of yours that's why i want to know how did you see it differently or what role do you think all over the country other young farmers can take because out migration is happening right yeah yeah see actually uh, the thing uh, the the water management stuff we do uh, majority of people are youngsters actually mm. so uh, many people uh, gave us negative 
statements and uh, they said uh, this is not possible because even government can't do this uh, this uh, this work has been uh, in pending for a long long years so don't waste your time and don't waste money like this lesson but we had a uh, we had confidence like okay. we can do uh, because uh, we are doing a good cause and uh, i don't I, i we thought that it won't go in vain so we started working on it and within 6 months we 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 saw miracles happening in front of us so imagine uh, in 3 months or 2 6 months of work we are rising the water level from 200 feet to 40 feet then think about the changes that may that would have created here so we can do anything uh, i mean nothing is impossible uh, but the thing is we have to make a proper plan uh, we have to implement it in a proper way and we should have a proper team without right. teamwork nothing is possible here mm, that's very inspiring actually the fact that you say that and i think that is the spirit that youth has and the the advantage that youth have over anyone else that we have the spirit of keep going uh, and not giving up and like you said i guess that takes you that takes one long way um nimal uh, you are trained as an engineer so what do you think um what sort of skill sets or uh, what sort of education or training would be helpful for all of the young uh leadership at the grassroots especially in the farming sector uh one thing i want to say here uh, farming is not a, a big thing and uh, to understand and farming is uh, not a uh, easy thing to learn quickly also right so uh, there are some principles in farming uh, we uh, we need to understand the soil first then we need to know about water uh, and everything so for that uh, we we need to get uh, info right from the stage one so working on ground will gives you all those uh, experience and uh, detailed knowledge about farming so training should be there but it should happen in the field not in classrooms or something like that so practical knowledge is important in all 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 aspects in all fields but in farming practical knowledge is the only thing that gives gives you much more knowledge right that's that's such an important point nimal even um, for us as students of hydrology uh, which by which we mean the science of water the understanding water the emphasis on field work is immense and uh, i guess earlier it was the training in popular educational institutions were was more focused on structure building and more of classroom training but now thankfully slowly it is increasingly becoming more field oriented and i'm glad that you said that nimal finally one uh, last question with you as uh, a young farmer and also somebody trained as an engineer and belonging to this area having so much grassroots exposure and experience what do you think is the one bias that other people have towards uh, towards this sort of work this sort of initiative you can even see that sort of a bias in us as researchers and what is the one bias that you think you have uh yeah i can explain for example um 
like i was just saying if we are trained as engineers uh, only with the classroom perspective and if we suddenly come to the field and learn about kaifa we may not appreciate it that much mm-hmm. because vis-a-vis uh, another student uh, who has been trained with the field exposure like for us we have all been trained with field exposure so we understand the importance of what you are doing uh but somebody who has just landed outside from a iit in type institution they will not understand what you are trying to do right uh so that is one bias that farmers don't know anything on the field right and similarly you may have a bias towards us yeah. as well so can you just uh the one thing which i learned after working on field is never underestimate anyone you uh, even if it's a kid or a 80 year old person never underestimate him uh, everyone you meet daily is a lesson to you they will teach you a lesson they do in farming and and these type of so works we are doing in society uh, either it's a good lesson or a bad lesson but you definitely will end up with a lesson and uh, we we have to uh, observe everything so then only we will able to get to know about the ground reality so it's this is uh, this suits both for the person in ground and both for the person sitting outside and watching us so after get, getting into ground only we will get to know the reality what's happening so yeah yeah nice i i think that's that's really profound what you just said to learn from you can learn from anyone and not have any biases with that we would like to close this podcast thank you everybody for joining us today and uh, we are signing off from pera orni in kaveri delta and thanks to nimal thank for you. doing thanks. this with us thanks